Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Colby Trickle, and we are about to dive deep into the Joker from The Dark Knight. Now, I, I do want to preface this by saying I did get this idea from Matt Pat. He's a great YouTuber. Um, who, he, he always comes up with these wild ideas about looking at things from different perspectives. And when, I mean, this is from like a year or so ago. Um, but I love the movie The Dark Knight. If you're you're somebody who truly knows me, you know that I absolutely love the movie. I love Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, I've always said that if I was ever, ever able to pick the most difficult and yet the most rewarding position as an acting position, it would be to play the Joker. And I think that Heath Ledger did it impeccably. It was magnificent, every part of it. Um, the Dark Knight is actually a movie. I'm, I'm not much of a movie guy anymore. Um, I would rather keep my hands busy. Uh, that being said, The Dark Knight is a movie that I, at any time I could sit down. I could watch it every day and I wouldn't get tired of it. There's so many little details that are in it that you continuously see and find out and forget about and then see it again. And it's, it's amazing. That's to me, that's what makes a really good movie. Um, the rewatchability of it. Um, or at least one of two things, the rewatchability of it or a movie that uh, strikes an emotional chord with you. And to me, the dark Knight does both. So to me, it's, it's really, really good. So, you know, there's there's been a lot of theories on the Joker's identity, his intent, etc. Today, we are going to focus on his intent. I'm not going to really dig into like his supposed identity and stuff like that. There's really not in the movie. There's really not um, enough information about it. Like, yes, there's potentially could have been in the military. The way that he knew how to be in uniform and be in formation and all of that stuff when it came to the parade. There's there's a lot of different things. Anyway, Joker wants people to believe that he is pure chaos. I believe that Joker is not only calm, cool, and collected, but he actually was trying to save the soul of Gotham, if you will. Okay, so let's let's start this by the beginning of the trilogy. You have uh, Batman Begins. We'll dabble in this for a moment. So in Batman Begins, if you haven't seen it, Liam Neeson, right? Hunk of a man uh, from Taken. He played like Taken. He played Zeus. He, played, <laughs> he was in all sorts of stuff. Uh, the f Is it the gray? I think it's the gray. Where he has the poem once more into the fray, into the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die this day. Live and die this day. Love that movie. Um, he's a he's a sniper that is trying to protect the people working on the Alaskan pipeline from wolves and things that have dens in the area. Um, it's awesome. Really good movie. Anyway, in that movie, Liam Neeson is Raja Ghoul. And there's a statement that he makes to Bruce Wayne about Gotham. And he says, For when a forest grows too wild, then a purging fire is inevitable. Basically, him and the League of Shadows were wanting to 
basically hit a reset button on Gotham. He worked with Scarecrow. He started pumping fear toxin into the street. Like, there was all sorts of just wild, wild stuff that was taking place. And his plans are thrown out by Batman, like most Batman movies. Most Batman lore, period, comics, etc. But once thwarted, Gotham didn't become a better place. So about a year later is when the Dark Knight take place in, in their reality, right? An escalation has happened, which escalation being uh, uh, Gordon, he, he's not Commissioner Gordon at the time, uh, but he becomes Commissioner Gordon during the Dark Knight. Um, he's just an officer and an investigator. Um, I can't remember his title. Anyway, he says at the end of Batman Begins that he fears escalation. And Batman asks, what do you mean escalation? And Gordon says, well, if we buy body armor, or Kevlar, I think he says, if we buy Kevlar, they'll buy armor-piercing rounds. And escalation happens consistently. Even in real life, it happens. You can try to do something. You, you could try to do something to stop criminals, and they're still going to find a way to do it. There's, there's a saying that a lock only stops an honest person. And it's true. Locks aren't impenetrable. There's some locks that say they're impenetrable, when in reality, there's always something that get through it. Whether it be picking it, an explosive, or a blowtorch, you can get through. <laughs> but it would take that escalation to go from picking the lock to a blowtorch or to explosives to do so. In, in the words of Jeff Goldblum, uh, it will uh, find a way. <laughs> I, lo I love Jeff Goldblum. He's awesome. Uh, anyway, after Joker does all of the things that he does in The Dark Knight, Gotham seems cleaned. It's kind of cleansed in a way. Now, I know correlation does not equal causation, so we, we definitely have to dig into it a little bit further. But I think that it's interesting because most people see Joker and they remember him. They remember Heath Ledger's Joker for his famous quotes, right? Like him asking, you want to know how I got these scars, the stories that he tells, ending with, why so serious, right? That's his insanity showing it's truly showing the mental instability that he has. He knows why he got those scars. But he doesn't tell people the real reason. At least as far as we know. He gave two different stories, right? One was from his father. One was that he did it to himself. Because his wife got carved up by some mob bosses. So, if you follow... From the beginning of the movie, he, he goes and he has the bank heist, right? He doesn't talk. He has a bunch of guys. He has everything planned out that after tasks are done, they are tying up the own, their own loose ends. 
and he goes to steal this money. But I don't feel like he was doing it to make the money. Instead, by doing so, it actually showed the mob that their money was being tracked by the police, which caused them all to group together in one area. And Lau, their accountant, pools all of their money together. And Joker, somehow, knows that they're there, goes there, does the whole famous pencil trick. <laughs> as disturbing as that is. Uh, which is actually... 100% viable. You can actually do that. There's there's a lot of people that actually have that sort of injury from all sorts of things. Pencil, scissors, umbrellas, surprisingly enough. Um, pretty, pretty wild. Um, anyway, Joker goes to them and asks for half of all of their money, which they have billions of dollars. Half of all their money to kill Batman. Because he says Batman will find Lau and he'll make him squeal. Make him talk. And lo and behold, once Lau is taken by Batman, they contact Joker. And they come to him with open arms, man. Because they don't want to lose all of their money. They're okay with losing half of it. Now, he instead knows that Lau is in the States again. He's actually in the, the jail there in Gotham. So instead, he gets himself captured just so he can get to Lau. And he gets the intel about the money's whereabouts. He gets out because of an explosive that he put into a henchman. Poor guy. And then he takes one of the remaining mobsters to see the stack of money with Lau sitting on top. And this stack is massive. Again, we're talking the entire financial accumulation of the mob in Gotham. And he turns to this mobster with Lau sitting on top and he says that he enjoys explosives and gunpowder and gasoline and he even had those henchmen as soon as he said gasoline come out start pouring gasoline around the base of this stack of money and he feeds the mob boss to his own dogs now side fun fact he actually uses the mobs the mob boss's cigar to light the fire. Now, he likely had some sort of way of starting the fire, but I find that hilarious that he actually used this cigar to light the fire. Now, watching all of that, it doesn't seem like he wants to be matched with this group, right? Because effectively, he bankrupts the mafia. You know, will they get more money? Absolutely. But the police are watching them very closely. Like, very, very closely. So if they do anything that is illegal, it's going to be seen. And maybe it has something to do with Alfred's quote, right? When he's talking to Batman about the, the thief in Burma, where he talks about some men just want to watch the world burn. So we'll, we'll, we'll put that on a shelf for a moment. Batman, after dealing with these 
mob bosses, these mafia men, he turns to dealing with Batman. Because the police won't do anything about him, right? He's a vigilante. It's illegal. What he is doing is illegal. He's taking the law into his own hands. He's assaulting people. Uh, whether it be that he is, you know, actually dealing with criminals or not, what he's doing is illegal. And he doesn't want to kill Batman. He even says it. You know, he does the little chuckle thing when he's getting in terror. I don't want to kill you, right? He doesn't want to kill him because it would make him a martyr. And it would get other people to continually follow in his place. It, just like at the very beginning when you see the other little vigilantes running around and they end up messing up Batman's attempt to catch the mob boss at that time. Because he has to put his efforts forward to try to save them while the mob boss gets away. So no, he doesn't want Batman to die. Instead, he, he needs Batman to disappear. He needs him to retire, and he needs the city to look to someone else as a hero. Now, that hero is Harvey Dent. And you see at the very end of the movie, Joker lures Batman to a construction site, right? It's this big old skyscraper. And he gets Batman to follow him there because of because he has the, these two ships that have uh, explosive strapped to him, supposedly, um, ready to be detonated, blah, 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 all this stuff, right? And he lets Dent go to work. He gets Batman to go in, and he has, uh, he has his hostages dressed up like henchmen, guns duct taped to their hands so they can't drop them, the henchmen are actually dressed up as like doctors and construction workers, etc. And they're crouched on the ground looking like hostages. And the SWAT team comes in to try and deal with the hostage situation. Batman gets there, beats up the SWAT team because he doesn't want the SWAT team to off the hostages that look like henchmen. And then he proceeds to beat the crud out of the hostages <laughs> in such a way that it looks like he's protecting the henchmen. All the while, Dent is off, offing corrupt officials. And at the end of the movie, he does, he, he forces Batman to break his one rule and to kill Harvey Dent. I mean, Joker even said that he was going to make him break his one rule. If, if Joker wanted the law to crumble, wouldn't he want Dent to be recognized for his crimes? I mean, wouldn't he just have not told Batman what was going on to let Dent kill Gordon and his family and then just watch the law in the city crumble and therefore the city fall apart and burn to watch the world burn? He knows Batman's standards. He even tells him that he's going to break his one rule. He knows that he'll get him to do it. And so when it comes down to it, Batman 
Bruce Wayne pushes Dent off of the building where he's about to kill Gordon's son. And it ends up killing Dent. And all of Harvey's murders end up being blamed on Batman because he wants it to be that way. And Batman flees. He retires. And the next eight years in Gotham, up until Bane comes in and messes things up, is rather clean. And the Mafia gets what it deserves, right? Because the Dent Act that keeps the... Uh, anybody who was... Uh, incriminated from any of the corruption or mafia trials keeps them from having any sort of a repeal and it's honored because of him supposedly being the hero of Gotham it keeps those criminals in jail and on top of that no one wants to dress up like a bat anymore and be a vigilante because he's a murderer in their eyes the heavily corrupted commissioner that Joker put poison, or not poison, but uh, acid inside of his uh, whiskey bottle or whatever, whiskey or rum, or I don't know what it was. Um, kills him, right? Kills the commissioner and ends up replacing him with Gordon, which all according to Joker's plan when he's sitting in jail and they say that, you know, Gordon's now Commissioner Gordon, Joker sits there and claps. All It all was part of his plan. He wanted that to happen. Now, people look at Joker like he's nothing but crazy. And I think although he has, he has a lot of mental instability, he really does. He had intent. He wasn't just an agent of pure chaos. The, the major problem with Joker is he seems to have a a strong grasp of like consequentialist philosophy which is basically you will do anything to get to the end means you will get to those end means by any means necessary even if what you have to do is deplorable and horrid in the face of society you will do those things And it's a very, it's a very crooked philosophy to live your life by. So when he goes to Dent, when Dent is in his hospital chair, and he says he's an ancient, an, uh, an ancient, an agent of chaos. He's like a dog chasing cars, wouldn't know what to do if he caught one. And he he puts uh, a gun into Harvey's hands, and then puts it, he cocks it and puts the revolver up to his head and tells him that he can squeeze the trigger, upset the balance, be an agent of chaos. All the while, if you watch, the Joker's thumb is on the hammer. Even if Harvey decided to squeeze the trigger, the hammer wouldn't have dropped. Now, I'm sure that Joker had a full plan of what he needed to do to deal with Harvey had Harvey known that Joker wasn't going to allow Harvey to kill Joker. I 
I'm sure there was a full plan that he had. However, that's not the way it worked. What we see is the way that it worked, right? You see, Harvey... Harvey was okay with letting the top mafia members walk, so long as he got all the little guys. Batman, he was trying to stop, you know, a single crime at a time. But Joker was in it for the long haul. He was looking at the big picture. He was trying to deal with the, the corruption that underlied all of the issues in Gotham. And I love at the end, when Joker is dangling off of the building, he said, I wouldn't risk the soul of Gotham in a fist fight with you. No, I needed an ace in the hole. That ace was Harvey Dent. Now, don't get me wrong, Joker is not a good person. Quite the opposite. I mean, he kills people, he puts them in situations to die, he has no remorse, hence the consequentialist philosophy. I just feel as if he wasn't just wanting to watch the world burn in the way that Alfred said. For instance, take the take the dinner scene, right? All of these these rich people up in uh, Wayne Manor. I don't think it was was it even Wayne Manor? No, I think it was Wayne Tower is where it was. Um, but they're all up there. They're all eating, right? He goes in and he scares people. He causes a ruckus and he puts himself on as the villain and he calls out Dent like the hero, right? He comes in, you know, where is Harvey Dent? Where's Harvey Dent, right? He could have came in saying, where's Batman, right? But that's not who he wants to pose as the protagonist. He wants to be the antagonist and he wants to pose Harvey Dent as the the protagonist. He wants him to be the hero. And he does find out through that little deal. You can tell it in his face. He finds out that Rachel means something to Batman because of his reactions. So last, let's look at a quote, that, that specific quote from Alfred. So, Alfred says, a long time ago, I was in Burma. My friends and I were working for the local government. They were trying to bribe the locals, or the loyalty of the locals, with precious stones. And I, I can hear it in his voice, too. <laughs> with precious stones. <laughs> but Alfred doesn't look at it the way that it should be looked at. Those stones were being stolen from that thief because they were being used as bribes to shut up the local tribes, to allow the British to do as they wish in that area of Burma. And Alfred thought that the thief wanted to just watch the world burn when in reality he was trying to stop the corruption that was happening. He was more than likely a local that saw what was happening, saw the corruption that was getting worse and worse, and he wanted to stop it. I guarantee you there was many locals in the area that would want, that would have wanted to stop it. He was just the one that did it. In reality, 
Well, Alfred and his friends were the one that were doing the burning. He said he even burned the forest down to find the thief. So Joker is sick mentally. Yes, he is. But he's much more than just someone who wanted to watch the world burn. He actually had intent. He just had a very twisted way of seeing that intent through. Anyway, that's what I got for you guys. <laughs> Hopefully this uh, encourages you guys to go back and, and watch The Dark Knight. Um, it's, it's an amazing movie, and I'm sure that there's there's things that you will see in it that will make you realize some of the things that I just talked about. And it's, it's a very incredible movie. And it had the late great actor of Heath Ledger as by far my favorite character in any movie, that being Joker. So anyway, I don't know. Maybe that, that makes me sound biased now. <laughs> I was trying to prove that that Joker wasn't bad. He is bad. Uh, definitely criminal. Um, but I feel like there was an underlying reason for why he was doing what he was doing. So anyway, hope that you guys liked the, uh, the little spiel here. If you have any ideas of anything that you would like me to touch on, do a topic on, um, feel free to let me know. So love you guys. Stay safe out there and I will see you not see you i will talk to you even though i won't be able to hear you in the next one toodles <laughs>